What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, this podcast is available on all platforms, whether that's Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Apple. Um, we're there. Um, you can also email the show at sportsbusiness at gmail.com. You can also find us on the website, sportsbusiness.com. Um, make sure you like us, subscribe us, uh, give us five stars. Anything under five, you just a bona fide J-Cat. Um, yeah, so, you know, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about some big NFL news that transpired last week into and actually all the way up until really today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit NBA and then also we definitely got to talk about this dummy of the day because, man, if I'd have known that, if I didn't know who this dummy of the day was and the things he got away with, I think I could probably be a head coach in the highest level, but we'll save that for the end of the show. Right now, we're going to talk about, uh, I mean, it's March Madness. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, everybody's tournament brackets were busted, like, after the first day, which was Thursday. Um, I mean, that's kind of why I don't really do do college basketball is because, one, I feel like it's Bootsy. Two, there ain't no excitement. Like, it's too volatile. Um, luckily, I'm glad I ain't got no money riding on it because I'd be dummy hot if I had some money riding on it. But it's not exciting, man. Like... It's just too volatile. It's just, you don't know who you're going to get. I mean, there's really no clear-cut favorite. Um, I, there's a school called St. Peter's outside in Jersey City that looks like they're an HBCU school, but they're not really an HBCU school, but they got nothing but people that look like me um, that are playing, uh, that, are, that are a majority from Jersey City as well as New York. Um, so I guess they're like the HBCU of that area i guess is what i've been told um they're they're, they only have like a student body of 3500 students that even attend that school so i mean you got them um but it's just i mean that's about that that's about the only cinderella story in the whole thing and back in the day college basketball used to be like the best players in the world that are under the age of 22 and that ain't even the case no more so i mean if you like it i love it but i mean i watched a couple of games some of them were good, but at the end of the day, there's so much about college basketball I just got to beef with. I mean, from the home team, the if you're shooting a free throw, the, the team that makes a free throw can call a timeout. Like, there's too much stoppage in the play. It's not a free-flowing game. It's 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 just, I don't know. It's, it's whack, man. I ain't going to lie. I, you can call me call me old school, call me a hater, whatever, but I, I, ain't, I ain't rocking with college basketball. Not to mention... This is usually around the same time of the year where I'm like, okay, we got some players that's coming in the league. I don't know who to who who I'm looking at right now. Um, I don't know who's the best player in, in the country. Like, I see some dude from Gonzaga. He's got a 70s porn stash, um, but he ended up staying another year, which usually means you're just not good enough to go to the pros. Like, your draft stock isn't going to change from last year to this year. They already know what you got, so you ain't really helping yourself. So, I mean, I guess, but... I don't know. It, 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 it's okay. Uh, it's okay. But I'm rooting for the uh, HBCU team out, or the 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 alleged HBCU team, uh, St. Peter's that are that are representing uh, Jersey and New York because I like the coach. But other than that, that's your sports business uh, college basketball uh, update that I have. And, and we're gonna transition. Um, and, and we're gonna move forward. Um, yeah. So we got some big NFL trades that took place. With one being. 
Ah, man, Deshaun Watson going to the Cleveland Browns. Talk about clear as mud, ladies and gentlemen. You got a troubled superstar who's probably a top five to top seven quarterback talent in Deshaun Watson. Um, It was a couple of, I think it was last week, uh, early in the week, they they meaning the Harris County, I believe Harris County is where Houston is, is not going to file any criminal charges towards Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson for, I believe it's 22 um, civil, case char- civil case charges that have been brought up to him, but they have not found enough even evidence to file criminal charges on him. So therefore, I guess once when the court system found him that they weren't going to charge Deshaun Watson any criminal charges, it was the wild, wild west. They was out here just blowing my man's lineup. Um, trying to figure out if they can get him to come over there. And it came down to, it sounded like it was either going to be the New Orleans Saints or the Atlanta Falcons. And at the last minute, Cleveland had kind of said, nah, yeah, we cool. Um, once when Baker Mayfield got caught, caught, a, caught a whiff of that, he was like, nah, I went up out of here. And the next thing you know, it, Deshaun Watson is going to the Cleveland Browns for three first rounders. I believe a third and a fourth rounder. They gave up the farm. Not to mention, this dude just signed the fattest contract in pro as far as quarterbacks go. I think it's a, a, a somewhere north of two hundred twenty-five million dollars that is guaranteed. Um, there's so many different levels of this where I'm, I'm just confused, but also just like, yo, man, <laughs> it, it you know it's it's the NFL and these people just don't give a flying who once when you clear once when you clear your your pass and you collect that check and 200 and go after the criminal charges have been have been passed on you it's the wild wild west and they don't give a damn about what else is going on with them civil cases and it, it looks like that's what the case is here um and and not to mention here's the part that kind of trips me out you know there's about 13 teams that had 13 teams that were in the runnings for Deshaun Watson that said that they had done an extensive background check but um, on these cases, but if you re- if you see the tweets of the head lawyer for the victims, he said that none of these teams have ever reached out to him. So, who's telling the truth here? Like, eh? Um, and also, if Deshaun Watson isn't really feeling, if he feels to me that he's not guilty, then why is his first year of his contract only guaranteed $1 million? Looks like he's trying to soften up that blow if he's about to get suspended. So there's a lot of underlying things that are going on there. Like, it seems like the NFL may be pressing forward on possibly suspending him. Um, that's not that's not really a gimme, but it does look like all roads are leading towards a suspension. I mean, you know, and people ask people ask me all the time last year, really this year, if Deshaun Watson had sat out all year last year, would that count as time served? I guess there's no such thing as time served in the NFL. Um, I talked to a good source of mine um, earlier today, and I asked him who, who's right there in the thick of, the, thick of things with the Houston Texans, and I asked him, yo, like, was, has Watson been working out at all during this entire offseason or during the season where he wasn't able to play? And the answer was yes, he, had, he was working out the entire time at the training facility. He wasn't working out with the team, but he was still coming to work every single day. So if there's any sense of form of him not doing, basically having a whole entire year off, it seems like he has been putting in work the entire year. It was just they kind of put him on in his own little island and just left him alone. Um, so it's going to be very, very interesting. Like there's so many different levels to this. If Deshaun Watson is pleading that he's innocent, and he has nothing to worry about. Why did he offset a lot of the soft money for him to uh, only get paid a million dollars, to, which looks like it's embrace of just in case of him getting suspended? That's question number one. Number two is. 
who's done all this extensive extensive researching because it sounds like no one's done anything they're just going off the good faith that no criminal charges have been are not going to be charged against them number two or number three i should say is the how much what what is the nfl going to do as far as suspension goes how many games is he going to get six eight are they going to do a whole year um all right if he has to settle out of court is that going to be considered um guilt and then also three is there any language in the contract that states if he's suspended or anything like that that the cleveland browns get to recoup any of this money so there's a lot of underlying issues that are going on here that makes this stuff just as clear as mud and i i i really don't know what else to say about this it's just I mean, you know, this is a this is a land where people get multiple chances, especially second chances. I mean, Michael Vick out here was killing dogs, you know, literally killing dogs and, and went to jail for a little more than a year for killing dogs. So and he came back and had a comeback story and, and yada, yada, yada. So, um, you know, and that's another thing. Like, I mean, Deshaun Watson doesn't seem like he's and, you know, he hasn't felt any remorse for even any of this happening up. Now, he's entitled to a feeling, feeling that type of way. If he feels innocent, then he's entitled to feel innocent. Um, but he we really haven't heard anything that he has to say, which makes the thing even more interesting. You know, he's been very, very radio silent about this whole entire situation. So that makes things even more tougher than what it needs to be. So we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with that. Switching gears, speaking of big trades, I was driving home from work last Thursday. Yeah. And I was on the phone with a good friend of mine and I was driving home. And I was like, man, why is my phone blowing up? You know, people hit me up like, yo, this is a big deal. And I was like, what the hell are y'all talking about? Like, what, the, the Deshaun Watson trade? Like, huh? Um, and so I didn't know what was going on. So I was able to get to a red light and I looked at my phone and Devontae Adams is now a Raider. I was like, a word? And, you know, they said that it, they gave the Raiders gave up a, a significant amount of picks. Comes to find out it's their first two-round draft picks of this year's draft, which is their first rounder and the second rounder um, for Deshaun, uh, Devontae Adams, I should say. Then Devontae Adams signs the fattest contract known to wide receiver history, which I didn't know wide receivers was out here making that type of block. Um, but I got to thinking. I was like, man, I'm happy. Like, this is a good deal. You know, this, the, Devontae Adams and Aaron... Uh, Derek Carr are really, really good friends. Uh, they're the best of friends, actually, and they actually went to college together. So I was like, okay, well, all right. You know, they, they got a good rapport, and, you know, they seem to get along pretty well. And then I got to thinking about my beloved Oakland Raiders slash Las Vegas Raiders. And I thought about all the, all the history that this team has done. And I feel like the Raiders, and I want to be wrong. I want to be very, very clear when I say uh, this take that I have I hope I am wrong um but at the same time I'm one of those fans where I'm a realist like I'm not gonna set my expectations up saying we're gonna win the Super Bowl every year because it's not gonna happen and if I set my expectations up that high then and then they don't make it I ain't gonna be mad if I set my expectations right there at the middle hey man I'm not gonna be as mad I can I, I can I ain't gonna lose no sleep but going with Devontae Adams going to the Raiders I was like man you know what the Raiders have sat there and signed Randy Moss to a, you know, they were able to trade him from the Minnesota Vikings. They got him, signed him to a fat contract. He didn't perform well um, and ended up getting shipped off to New England and he ended up balling out. Um, it was just, I think, two years ago, two or three years ago, the, the Raiders were able to get AB for pennies on the dollar and then they were able to sign him to a fat contract and the rest is history on that. But do I feel like Devontae Adams brings those, well, really the AB, um, those type of off the field care, you know, question mark? No, but he's also 29. 
Um, he got his payday. And, and and I just feel like these type of moves for the Raiders never pan out well. And, as, and it gets to part two of this. You know, Derek Carr. Is he a good quarterback? Yeah, all right. He's cool. Um, do I think if the Raiders were able to get somebody that was better than Derek Carr, would Derek Carr would have been up out of here this year? Absolutely, he would have been gone. Um, but the thing is, it's like, I'm, I'm stuck with you. Because you know right now, you're not going to get anything that's better than Derek Carr. Like, what you going to do? Go get James Winston? Um, go get Mitchell Trubisky. Like, you're not going to find nobody that's better than Derek Carr. And that's the crazy thing about the quarterback market right now is that everything's kind of high or you just got some boo-boo. You got doo-doo on a stick. And right now, Derek Carr is a little bit, he's like residue of boo-boo. Like, he, he one of them skid mark type of things. Like, he cool, but he ain't he ain't all that. So, um, it, it's... It's, it's a tough one, and, and I'm looking at the Chandler Jones signing. Like, the Raiders have signed big-time defensive uh, tackles and EDNs, and they never panned out well. I think about Richard Seymour, who I guess is going to go to the Hall of Fame, but a lot of that was during his um, tenure with the New England Patriots. So, that's another one. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm happy, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know. Are there better years behind them? I hope, like I said, I hope I'm wrong with all these takes that I have with the Raiders, but... The Devontae Adams one is very, very tricky because when I'm looking at film on Derek Carr, he don't throw the ball down the field. Hence why Hunter Renfro was able to get so many yards. Granted, Henry Ruggs had his, you know, the, the that incident. Um, so really, you know, you, you bring in Deshaun Jackson, he, he couldn't do nothing really. He was in the middle, he was there for the middle, half the season. Um, so you have Hunter Renfro who was just basically, you know, your slot guy who can only run you know, seven to 10 yard routes. Zay Jones was, he was cool. Um, Brian Edwards is just not working. Darren Waller was out for a majority of the year, but even then it was just, the way I look at the film was Derek Carr didn't have time. He would only look at Darren, uh, Darren Waller or find Hunter Renfro. There was no really progressions. If his first read wasn't open, he was getting happy feet. He was getting happy feet. He was just trying to just dink and dunk down his way down the field. You're not, I mean, granted, you got Devontae Adams, who's the best wide receiver in the game. You don't think they're going to put brackets on him? You don't think they're going to start doubling him? Um, now you got to look at Hunter Renfro and, and Darren Waller. Like, it, it's 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 like you got a good, you got a, a dope car, but he's out here taking that premium gas. Like, how many times you going to beat him take him out? Because you know he's not going to get good gas mileage because you see that Derek Carr is not a patient quarterback. Like, it's, if his first read ain't open, he's throwing that ball away. Um, so... Yeah, like I said, I hope I'm wrong. They also haven't solidified the right side of the offensive line. I don't know if you can give Alex Leatherwood another chance. He started as a right tackle. They ended up moving him to guard. I think he led the league in either false starts or holding penalties last year. So uh, they better solidify the right side of the line. You still got some DB. And I know the DB situation is a question mark. I know they brought in a boatload of DBs this offseason to try to offset that. So hopefully that's been sewed up a little bit. So... I mean, I see. I think this was a move to keep up with the AFC West, being the fact that they're they're still the fourth best team. Um, I still think Kansas City is on autopilot, um, and I don't think no one's really going to catch up to them. Um, it's really a toss up between Denver and the Chargers. Um, I think I got Denver over the Chargers right now, just because I feel like the Chargers are a team that just. I mean, it's the Chargers. They just find Charger. They find ways to lose the game, and you just like. That's the Chargers, bro. They just—that's nothing new. Like they just find stupid ways to lose games, and I just feel like that's just in their culture. So we'll see about them. But I feel like this was a desperation move. Do I like it? Yeah. Do I love it? 
I'm not gonna say I don't love until I gotta see these boys playing right now. If I'm looking at it on paper and what I've seen with Derek Carr, I'm not gonna say I love it because I gotta see my man produce with the talent. He's had Crabtree, he's had um, Amari Cooper, he's had he's had receivers, and he's just he ain't been able to, he ain't been able to, to to utilize these boys. I think Michael Crabtree has the most touchdowns caught by Derek Carr, and I believe that's like 24. So. I mean, we'll see, but do I love it? Eh, I mean, eh, we'll see. Um, yo, why is these the, the, the Indianapolis Colts, when did they just become a, you know, we, we just going to take sloppy seconds here at uh, Indianapolis when it comes to uh, quarterbacks? Ain't this the third year in a row, though, they just going to sit there and just re- try to reinvent the wheel with a, a, a washed-up quarterback? Like, it ain't worked. It didn't work with Phillip Rivers. They damn sure didn't work with Carson Wentz. And now y'all bringing in Matt Ryan. Like, Matt Ryan ain't been right since, what was that, 24 to, th- 24 to 3 in the Super Bowl? Like, he ain't been right since then. So, you're going to bring him back and get him to come play for the Colts? <sighs> it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Um, they haven't been right since Andrew Luck. And that was about six quarterbacks ago. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what that goes. But, um. You know, then the next questions now is where did Crybaby Baker Merrifield go? Like, where does that Crybaby end up going? Like, who wants him? Um, it looks like Atlanta was able to get Marcus Mariota, who I've said he, he deserves to be a starting quarterback somewhere, um, at least to compete for it. And now he's got his chance at at uh, Atlanta. So he might be, you know, that job is gone. It looks like Davis Winston's coming back to New Orleans. Um, there's not too many places where Baker Merrifield can go. And now you're going to have two quarterbacks for the Browns that are, that are signed to top dollar contracts or not really top dollar contracts because they never really uh, extended Baker. Mer- they never gave Baker Merrifield a, a new contract. So where do you send Baker Mayfield? Because I'm pretty sure there's a team that needs a quarterback that I can't think off the top of my head. Do you send him to, to New York, to the Giants? Um, which I don't think he's going to be able to handle that media whatsoever. Um, but I would put him over there to see if you can start compete with Danny, Danny Pennies. Um, I, I think that would be a good starting quarterback competition right there between him and Danny Pennies. Um, the Giants fan base is probably the ultimate losers if we, either one of them dudes win the quarterback uh, position uh, gig. But, you know, I'm trying to think where else could he go. Um, do you send him to Arizona and maybe let him run the Cliff Kingsbury offense and try to get Kyler Murray, you know, and then do you ship Kyler Murray off? Like, do you send him to Houston? Houston ain't got no quarterback. So there's a lot of still moving pieces. And the, sh- the landscape of the NFL hasn't fully developed just yet. So um, more to follow on that. And it's been just been, it's been a crazy offseason. Like the fact that Devontae Adams, who's probably one of the top. I'm not even going to say top. Top five NFL players. I'm not even just talking about receivers. I'm talking about players um, being able to move. And then you got a guy like uh, Deshaun Watson and you take away all of his off the field antics going on. His dude is probably top seven quarterbacks in the league and nobody really even thought like nobody even gave it a look about oh we have mark oh this is over march madness news like this is just showing you that the nfl has now become a year-long sports news uh um, um type of storylines that they're they out here dropping so it's crazy um but anyway switching from that hey man let's let's talk a little basketball y'all and everybody knows i am a diehard golden state warrior fan Hey man, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, uh, Warriors fans, it might be time to nail in these championship aspirations, dog. Um, and I've been saying that for about two months now, really since, really ever since Draymond got hurt. And the reason why I said that is because 
I thought that even with Clay coming back and even with Draymond coming back, I didn't think that they had enough in the front court to be able to compete with a team like Denver, who's big. Um, Utah, they, they, Utah's, Utah gonna find some stupid way to lose a series. So, I think the Warriors would be able to beat Utah. I don't know if they could beat Memphis. Um, they might. They, they have been able to beat the Suns. I believe two out of the three times they've played, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but now there's no Steph Curry, and it looks like he's going to be out for a minimum of two weeks. They claim he's going to be ready before the playoffs start. Um, but I think about that year, 2016. 2016, Steph Curry had a bad ankle sprain and missed the entire first round of the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Comes off the bench, and I think they played the second round against New Orleans. He wasn't really right the rest of that playoff series, and I know they ended up losing to the Cleveland Cavs after they were up by 3-1, but he still wasn't the Steph Curry that we all knew. And that team was injured. They were hurt bad. I believe Andrew Bogut had a bad back. I believe Andre Iguodala was dealing with a bad back as well. In fact, Bogut broke his leg, if I, if I remember correctly. Bogut broke his leg. I believe in one the one of the first couple of games against the um, the Cavs, he broke his leg. Um, so now you got the same situation. You got Draymond with a gimpy back. You got Klay Thompson who's coming off of two major constructive reconstructive surgeries. You got Steph Curry who's coming off of a sprained foot. Iguodala, like bro, I actually I low key forgot the Iguodala even on the team. Like I can't even remember when's the last time I watched him play. Um, Gary Payton II has been out for a long time. Andrew Wiggins has not been the same person that he had he was was before the All Star break. So. Um, and then you hear the news, and I've told y'all this since day one. Trade James Wiseman. And people said I was crazy. I said, why the hell would you invest in somebody who only played three college games, played 31 games last year, and now all of a sudden this torn meniscus? This is a torn meniscus, y'all. And I get it. It's a, it's a, on a scale of one to ten, it's like a seven. It ain't like it's a torn ACL or torn Achilles. Like, that's a nine or a ten. But this is about a, a 6.57 on the, oh, on, on the, Oh crap meter like he should have been able to come back with that uh, probably within the first month or two during the season and the fact that he's had so many setbacks I've been told y'all the Warriors should have traded him during this offseason and got a big a real big man who could have helped him out and I'm telling y'all right now it's gonna bite them in the butt they're saying now James Wiseman who all of a sudden who was supposed to start or come back yesterday um, against the Spurs all of a sudden had another setback on his knee and they're saying that it's more swelling Mind you, he was supposed to come back during the All-Star break. They found more swelling. Like, what is going on with this dude where he can't even, like, he can't come back? Like, he can't get it together? He what, Like, what is, what's the what's the rehabilitation going on where this dude keeps half swelling in his knee? He played a couple of games in the G League. They didn't find any swelling then. Like, what is going on with this dude? So, I'm not going to lie. I'm low-key kind of annoyed at this point. Like, don't even say he's coming back. There was already rumors saying that even if he did come back, he probably wasn't going to get playoff minutes. So why the hell didn't y'all make a move to get another big man to come in? Like, Valencia ain't going to be able to solidify. He can't stop Jokic. Um, He's not going to be able to stop Rudy Gobert. He's not going to be able to stop DeAndre Ayton. Like, um, Jonathan Kaminga is probably going to be all rookie first team, but he can't stop them boys. Um, Draymond can only do so much. So why the hell? And I said it. The Warriors should have got DeMarcus Cousins um, once when he hit the open market. They should have went and got him just to use, just to take up the middle. And now that's going to bite him in the butt. So I'm going to tell y'all right now, Warriors fans. It probably ain't looking good for us because the Warriors, once again, I feel like Bob Myers' ego and the Warriors' arrogance is probably getting in their own way. 
They keep saying, oh, we got Steph, Draymond, and Clay. Hey, man, Steph, Draymond, and Clay only got y'all one ring, and KD got us the other two. Let's keep it a buck. So while they're everyone saying that, oh, they're, 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 this is the, the championship win, it's, it's slowly starting to close. So Warriors fans, I hope y'all, you know, y'all get it together. I hope y'all ain't too salty, but it ain't looking good for Warriors, the Golden State Warriors right now. Um, they played the San Antonio Spurs last night. They should have beat them with Clay, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green. That's three all-stars on your team. And y'all can't beat a San Antonio Spurs team? Like, huh? Not to mention Jordan Poole's dropping about 18 to 28 games. Even, so what's the problem? What is the problem? You know, everyone kept saying, well, when Draymond come back, everything going to be straight. When Draymond come back, with Draymond, well, Draymond's back and what's going on? Nothing. Still losing games. So, <sighs> it's going to be an interesting postseason. But, like I said, I am, a type of, I am the type of fan who sets my expectations right at the middle. So that when I do see things and they actually thrive and they actually win the chip, I'll be like, oh, snap, they did it. But if they don't, I'm going to be like, I mean, the writing drawer is on the wall. People said I was crazy. People said I was a hater. People said I didn't know what I was talking about. But right now, it don't look good at all. The Warriors are going into the playoffs gimpy. Gimpy. So, you know, play, you know, 95% of the time in the playoffs is who's got the best, your best rock. You know, it ain't about X's and O's. It's about who can stay healthy. The game slows down a lot more. And we're going to see who can play some defense. And right now, the Warriors are not a good defensive, defensive team. So, I mean, I'm going to be cool. My feelings ain't going to be hurt. I think this has been a great season for the Warriors. And this is something that they can probably build their momentum off of. And maybe the Warriors can probably let their ego aside and say, hey, we actually still need a little bit of work to do. And we should have got a big man. So, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, Anywho, that is my tidbit on the NBA talk of what's going on. Um, by the way, did y'all see that uh, the 76ers were like up by 15 points the other day and they lost by 15 points? That's like the second time this happened in the last couple of days. Yeah, like I said, as long as Glenn Rivers is the coach of the 76ers, don't expect them boys to win because that is a coaching issue. You can't win a game. You do that twice and you lose a game. To y'all right now, if the Sixers don't win the chip this year, your boy Glenn Rivers is going to be out the league top five top 15 coach of all time man come on man get up out of here with all that anyways it's time for me to get up out of here but before i dip set up out of here it is time for the sports business podcast dummy of the day so what on the street is former man uh former manager <laughs> former head coach of the jacksonville jaguars was um i guess there was an insider that said that uh there would be times when urban meyer and, and his coaching staff would be scheming and getting ready to come up with game plans for their upcoming appoint, uh, opponents. Apparently, Urban Meyer really was out of touch with um, top, like top talent. Like, um, I believe they played the Rams, and this guy said, "I don't know who this number ninety-nine on the Rams is." What? You don't know who number ninety-nine on the Rams is? Like, this dude is the best player in football, and Aaron Donald. You don't know who he is? Now, wonder Trevor Lawrence was out here getting killed. You don't know who the best defensive lineman in football is. You didn't, and they said that there was, it happened multiple times where he didn't know who some of these stars was. I was like, huh? Like, how are you out here in college? You was a college football coach, and you you was just so stuck in your own ways where you didn't know anything. Like, and then on top of that, like, what kind of coaching staff do you got where you you ain't got somebody like, hey, yo, man, that's Aaron Donald. Like, you don't know who he is. Like, this dude's out here combating with knives on a daily basis. So. Not to mention, you, you you got more time to be kicking kickers in the butt than you do to be worrying about game planning. So, 
Urban Meyer, you definitely get the Sports Business Podcast dummy of the day. Um, and I can see why you're unemployed now. Like, bro, you was out here wilding, dog. If you don't know who top stars are or anything like that for your game planning, like, you you wilding, dog. Wilding. So, I thought that was just rather bizarre, but hence why he's not, he's, he's not, he doesn't have a job. He probably isn't going to get another job. Um, he'll probably get a coaching job at the college level, but he ain't coming back to the NFL. He, he just can't. He can't. Anyways. You've been listening to the Sports Business Podcast, uh, available on all platforms. Like I said, give me five stars. Anything other than that, you're a bonafide J-Cat. Once again, my name is Eric Compton. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find us on Twitter at S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show at gmail.com. You can also find us on the World Wide Web. Other than that, we're going to run it back next week. And y'all be safe and take care of one another. We out.